Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I am Pastor Vince Haney from Rama Word of Faith, the Word Church. Again, welcome to another exciting broadcast. It's been a long time. We shouldn't have left you, but we're back. We're back, and we're back with Avengers. We're back, and, and the devil's probably saying, oh, no, 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 no. They're back. They're back. Yeah, because we're, gonna, we, 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 we're putting the devil out of business by igniting your faith on fire. And speaking of Faith on Fire, again, this broadcast is designed to ignite the, the body of Christ's faith on fire. And I want to start with a very familiar verse of Scripture in Mark eleven twenty-two, And it was about the fig tree incident. It wasn't an incident. It was purposely. Jesus spoke to a tree. And I was just talking to Brother Pastor Richard just before the broadcast about, you know, us operating in that new uh, creative spirit God redeemed and reconciled us back to. So I pick it up in Mark 11, verse 22. So Jesus answered and said to them, or said to us, have faith in God. And I like to elaborate on that, have faith in God. Have faith in God really means have the faith of God. You know, have confidence in God. And I always tell people this, Richard, God and his word are one, just like wet and water. You can't separate the, the wet from the water. You can't separate God from his word, and his word is his will. So when we start declaring what his word says or his will is, Isaiah says that's what he watches over. And that doesn't return void, but it's accomplished what it's sent out to do. We can send the word out in Jesus' name. And I was just telling you for the broadcast about the tornado warning yesterday. You know, a friend called me and my daughter called me and told me about the tornado uh, negatively, about the impacts it's going to have. And, and I was reminded through the Holy Spirit that dwells in me, well, well, how are you going to respond? Well, I'm going to respond like the one that I'm commanded to, to be an example of. It says, Jesus left us an example that we shall follow. And then in John 14, he says, Jesus said, the works that I do, those who believe in me, the works that I do, shall they do also in greater works. So I say, I'm going to respond like my Lord and Savior. I'm going to go ahead and speak to the thing. I can release some words. I ain't have to go out there and do a rain dance and none of that. I just spoke to the system that was coming in and, and commanded it to, to, to be still. Jesus did that. And we understand when they was on the boat heading to the other side, uh, a tornado or storm brewed up. And here's what I know about that storm and a lot of storms. They ain't from God, not those physical storms, because they're, 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 they're wreaking too much havoc. <laughs> they can't be from God. And, my, and like I said yesterday, my friend, he referred to the storm as they. He said, yeah, they, li they like to break glass. And when he said day, I saw something in the spirit said, yeah, because they're demonically driven. They're demon driven, those storms. And the same one that was trying to keep Jesus and them from going to the other side, because they were going up to the other side to set uh, loose the gathering demoniac. So Satan was trying to keep them from getting over there. And he does that with us. He tried to keep us from manifesting the promises by throwing stuff, adversities in front of us. And he wants us to give up. But we're commanded to fight the good fight of faith. Because the Bible says the kingdom of God suffers violence, 
But the violent, that's us. We take it by force. So we have to put up more resistance and more force than that storm or that tornado. So I spoke to the thing, and we didn't have a tornado yesterday. And again, I just tell people, that's just what I do. I, I, I practice this new nature that's in me. And if you never practice it, we'll, we'll stay in that uh, wall of containment, what's familiar. And again, I was just, something else just happened in my house. I got a new guest back at my home, my wife and my daughter. We put her out the master bedroom and put her in a regular bedroom. But this is how people are our minds. That's why our minds need to be renewed. She still comes to use the master bedroom's bathroom even though that's not her room anymore. But I understand she's conditioned to do that. And then my wife, since she's been back, she's been used to using the, the regular bathroom instead of the one in the master. So she's continued, because that's familiar. And I'm telling her, no, we have a bathroom in our uh, bedroom. Why don't you use this? But again, all that showed me was, well, it, it's kind of hard for us to, to get out of our comfort zone or, or the familiar, and you have to always scratch. And back to what doing the word, you have to remind yourself not to be a hearer only, but but a doer of it. And, and Jesus Christ has redeemed us from the curse. We can now operate just like Jesus on the earth. We're the body of Christ. We're his hands and feet. And we got to be mindful not to just believe that on Sundays. <laughs> That's when we believe it the most. You got to believe it during the week when the storms, when the physical storms come and the storms of life. Go ahead, Wait, Richard. You know, and, and you earlier said that same thing. The storms that we're going to face aren't always in the sky. Right. The, the storms that we usually face are ones Life where the storms. Devil, yeah, yeah. The devil, God's called you to do something. The devil doesn't just give up. Oh, no. He's still trying to stop whatever it is that God wants you to do from happening. So he's going to bring thoughts to you. You know, this is never going to work. Right, right. You know, this uh, will never pan out. You know, you probably ought to just pull the plug on this thing right now. And... Those are the kind of things that he does to us, and those are the things that happen to us in life, that if we aren't grounded in God's word, if if we're not sure of what God has said, that all things are possible through him. Because when the devil comes and says, you know, this is never going to work, and you look at it with your human eyes and you say, you know, and that's, I just that's say probably that. true. He uses the sense realm. Like you just said, when you look at it with your physical eye, that's what he uses. But we're reminded that we walk by faith. And not, not by, by sight. We right. walk by what the word of God says. He says all things are possible to those who believe. He says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. So it's so easy to look and say, you know, that's probably true. This probably isn't going to work. Mm -hmm. Man, look at this obstacle. Look at that thing. Looking at this financial report, we're never going to make oh, it. Oh, man, we don't have a dime. Right. And yet, <laughs> what, man, we need 100 grand and we don't have a dime. Right. You can't this, look at those things. You can look at his work. word. His and, word said he'll supply all your needs. And so the devil comes to you and says, you know, you don't have a dime. Right? Right. And then the devil comes to you with people and they right. say, I was just gonna say you, you, know, you don't have a dime. Right. 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 Well, he always going to use, I tell people all the time, God uses people and the devil uses people to do his will. And some of the people that he's going to use are close to you. Time. Right. <laughs> they're close to you. <laughs> right. Well, and, well, and, and you think they're in the fight with you, and they say, you know, this is never going to work, right? We don't we don't have a dime, well, and we need 100 grand. Well, Satan's no respect to a person either. You and, know. and so you, you hear that, and you go, yeah, they're probably right. And then you look around, and you go, man, we don't have a dime. And the devil comes and says, see, I told you, it's and, never going to work. And see, and the devil wants you to agree with his report. 
And, and God wants us to agree with his report, which, which is his word. And again, that's why we declare in this written, we walk by faith, not by sight. We walk by faith in what God said. Remember our focal scripture? Have faith in God or have the God kind of faith. God's a faith God. He believes. If God come in this studio today and say it's, it's Sunday, guess what? We might as well head over to our buildings and have service as this Sunday because he cannot lie. And he watches over his word. So we have to stand in line or speak in line with the truth, which is the word of God. And, and it'll start manifesting. If you start speaking in line, you get a, and we know this in the natural, people got a negative report from a doctor. And it was a wrong report because he misdiagnosed them. Then they go and start speaking that. They, they, they call that a self-fulfilling prophecy. They start speaking that over their life and end up getting it. And the doctor made a mistake. I just had that instance with my auntie yesterday. She said the doctor said they misdiagnosed her in Susanville, said she had um, hepatitis. They just diagnosed her with that because some other people, it was an outbreak of hepatitis in Susanville. So she just obviously got to have it too. <laughs> and she basically signed for the package because the doctor said it because he's got a PhD in medicine. <laughs> now she's just come to Chico. She get a series of tests. Find out she's clean as a board of health. <laughs> they misdiagnosed her. But she's taking all kinds of stuff for hepatitis. So you got to still, we got to believe the word of God. If he says, by his stripes we're healed, and he, or he has redeemed us from the curse. And I tell people, understand what the curse brought in. It brought sickness, poverty, and spiritual death. Well, that's still going to take place on the earth, but we've been redeemed from it. Meaning we don't have to participate in it. And it's back to if you can believe all things are possible. You got to believe that. And the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 4, we believe, therefore we speak. We speak what we believe. I believe the word of God, so that's what I'm going to speak. I got to renew my mind to speak like he speak or respond how Jesus would respond. Jesus, they say, ain't enough food here. Jesus didn't agree with that. What, what you got? Well, what is the lad here with, with, with two fish and a couple slices of bread? We, we got enough then. We got enough. Bring it to me. Right. See, Sight says, well, there isn't enough. That's what Sight said. There's no sense even passing this out. Right. There's barely <laughs> enough for one little kid. Right. He got his own yeah, lunch. Right. That's all he brought. And they were saying, let's send them off so they can get something to eat. And Jesus said, no, no, you feed them. They said, they look well, like, we don't have enough money. Right. <laughs> Where are we going to get enough money to do this? Right. Because they looked in the treasury and there wasn't enough money. And then there wasn't any place to buy it probably anyway. Right. And that's why, wasn't across the street. And that's why Jesus said, here, I operate like the first man was designed to operate. Remember, Jesus is referred to as the last Adam. Adam was made in the image of God. He didn't eat anything. He could, until, you know, he, the fall, that's when he went from revelation to information. Now he had to learn everything. But before that, God told him to name all the animals. Whatever you call it, Adam, that's what it is. Adam called it more money. Okay, more money. <laughs> Adam caught like in the situation we're in. We call it bills played, needs are met. We got to call it like he called it. Remember, because when God gives you a vision, he's going to give you provision. All the, all the provision is in the vision. You just got to remember, he says, write in Habakkuk, write the vision, make it plain that those who hear it, how does fate come? By hearing. They may hear it and, and run with it. Run with the vision. And we know there's people going to be on your team <laughs> going to show you this flip chart with all the, the negatives on it. They call that a, a negative financial report. Yeah, they're going to show you that. But no, we, we got to show him Philippians 419. 
and my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches. You got to be consistent with that. Remember, a double-minded man is what? Unstable in all his ways. Let that man not believe he'll receive anything from the Lord. You got to be consistent with your confession. You can't be, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, he said you're double-minded. He said you got to be single-minded. It says in Matthew 6, you got to be single-minded. You got to be sold out for the truth. God's word is the truth. Well, and then the verse that you just read, have faith in God. What That's enough said, right there. Jesus answering said unto them, have faith in God. That's it. I, and you, do, you talk about have faith in God, and it says, to me, this boils down to more than anything else on a day-to-day, live-everyday basis. I'm just going to believe God. The just shall live by faith. And I mean, to me, that's what that boils down to. People say, well, what exactly does that mean? To me, what that means more than anything else is I'm just going to believe God. That whatever God says, I'm going to believe it. I'm going to put my faith in him. That's where I'm at. And I'm going to believe what he says. So when he says, I shall supply all your needs, that he shall supply all our needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. That's it. I'm just going to believe it. That's when it. he says that nothing's impossible with him, that's I'm it. just going to believe it. Remember? Whatever he says, I'm just going to believe. It doesn't matter if my friends say something else. It doesn't matter if my family says something else. It doesn't matter if my neighbors say something else. Whatever God says, that's what I'm going to believe. And that's what have faith in God means And to the me. scripture says, let God be true. And every man be alive. Here it is. He, he's the truth. And, and, See, I, and, and that's another thing. It's just like you <laughs> earlier said. If God says it's Sunday and everybody else says, no, it's Wednesday, let God be true and every man be I'm alive. I'm rolling with God. Because whatever he says is so. He can't lie. If he lies, he de-God himself. He, he's not a man that he should lie. And all his promises, the word tells us all his promises are yes and amen. And here's another, this is what I like to say, have faith in God is. It, so it's found in 1 John uh, 5, 14. It says, now this is the confidence that we have in him. If, he, we, if we ask anything according to his will. Oh, his will is in his word. So if I ask anything in Philippians 4.19, look, he hears us. And if or because we know he hears us, whatever we ask, we know we have the petitions that we have asked of him. He said that's the confidence. So faith in God is confidence in God. I have confidence in God's word, which equates to his will. So if I ask anything in line with his will as his child, I'm his favorite child. Anyway, as his child, he hears us. He said, this is the confidence. He ain't like, oh, I ain't trying to hear you. No, it says, the word says he hears us. And because we know, see, I know God hears me. You know why I know? Because he told me the effective fervent prayers of the righteous availeth much. I know he hears me. I'm the righteous. Because he who knew no sin was made sin that I might become the righteousness of God. So I understand my right standing with God. So he said, if I ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And not only that, because I know he hears us, let me read it. Because I know he hears us, uh, whatever we ask. Now, remember, whatever we ask according to his will. His will is in his word. So if I ask anything according to Philippians 4.19, look, I know that I have the petitions that I have asked of him. Right. Because, again, God going to send you to accomplish something for his will for him to get the glory. It ain't for us to get the glory. All things are for him to get the glory. So, remember, He's a jealous guy. He wants the glory. He don't want you. Not too many mighty are called. He wants to get all the glory. He says, uh, let no flesh glory in itself. God wants you to point to him as the source of your success. <laughs> he wants that. And when you constantly do that, that's acknowledging him in all your ways. When you're constantly doing it, and the way we can acknowledge him by saying his word.
Well, God said in Philippians 4.19, God says Malachi 3.10, God says in Corinthians, Luke 6.38, give and it shall, he said it. His word don't return void when we send it out and we stand on it. Remember, Ephesians 6, you got to stand on the word, sword of the spirit, I got to stand on it. And that means every day throughout my life, because the just shall live by faith, confidence in God, believe in God every day, because we live every day. He said, we should live by his word. Jesus summed it up in Matthew 4, 4. Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word. We got to live by it. You can't live by it just when times are great. You got to live by it in the storms. <laughs> well, see, and then I tell people all the time, you can't just live by it in the storm. Because a lot of times things, this is what I think is wrong with this country more than anything else. We're, we're what I call fat, dumb, and happy. We have enough. Mo and there's... There's obviously exceptions, but most of the people in the United States have enough to eat. Most of the people in the United States have more stuff than they know what to do with. Tell me about it. I mean, most of the people in the United States, their house is full, their garage is full, and now they went and got a storage unit so they could put all their excess junk in right, it. Right. And because of it, we, we have the most powerful military in the world, most people in this would say. And so we don't have to worry about anybody on the Straight outside. Straight invasion, huh? Right. We, we don't have to worry about another depression because the Fed will just print more money and buy more bonds. We don't have to worry about all these things that might have happened or might happen because we're the most powerful country in the world, and so we can sleep easy. We got security. So we have these things, and at some point, because we have these things— our country as a whole, not each individual, but our country as a whole is determined we don't need God. We don't need to worry. We, what do we stuff. need the Ten Commandments in the courthouse for? What, what do we need prayer in the school for? We, we're fine. And that goes down to individuals too. And when you look at the book of Judges, this is exactly what would happen over and over in the book of Judges. They would get, everything would be fine. And as soon as everything was fine, they forget about they, God. We don't need him, right? <laughs> and so God would have to bring the Midianites or somebody to, into the land, and they'd cause a lot of trouble. And then they'd turn back to God, and then God would rescue them. This is kind of how it happens to people even today: is that when things are going good, the bills were all getting paid, everybody's healthy, the job's working out all right, everything's just smooth. We don't pay that much attention to God sometimes. And then when tragedy hits, I tell people, think back in your own life. When were your most fervent prayers? And almost everybody says when there was something bad happening. Uh -huh. They got sick. Somebody they know got sick. They lost their job. Their home was in danger of foreclosure, whatever it was. Man, all of a sudden, those prayers became more fervent than the, oh, Lord, thanks for what we got prayer. Uh-huh. And there is a difference. And sometimes plenty is more of a danger to our faith than lack. Or, or plenty without understanding. Because as you were saying, I was just thinking what the psalmist said, and I declare that too, I will bless the Lord at all times. Right. You his can't just praises, do it when you're up. You can't just do it when you're down. Right. It's got to be always. And the latter part said, his praises shall continually be in my mouth, meaning I'm going to thank him in the good times and the bad times. He tells us over in, I believe it's Timothy, preach the word or speak the word in season and out of season. 
in season is when all all is well. Out of season is when all ain't well. So we are to constantly acknowledge God because remember, he's a jealous God. He don't want you to put anything above him like you were just saying over in Judges. When times were good, oh, we forgot about God. No, he says, don't ever forget about me. He, he told them that in uh, Deuteronomy 8.18, and you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth. He said, don't you ever forget this. It, it's all about me. Well, every, I'm your source. Everything that everybody has is a gift of God. It he is. Says, no, no, I worked no. hard for this. There you go. I worked hard. Well, I didn't. worked hard for this house. I worked hard for my family. Well, if God too. wouldn't give you I no oxygen, hard. you wouldn't even get up in the morning. Right. I worked hard so they could have these things, or I worked hard so I could have these things. Nobody ever gave me anything. No, everything you have is a gift of God. You, you got air to breathe. <laughs> it's the gift of God. Nobody, I don't know anybody made all this air that we breathe right, every right, day. Right, right, Have a and, monopoly on it, huh? Right. God made the air. He made everything that we use. And so, well, I work hard. I, I went to school and I worked hard. You know what? The brain power you have came from God. If you work with your back, your muscles, they came from God. Whatever you have as a gift came as the gift of God. And, and Paul summed it up like this. In him, I live and breathe and have my very being. All he done was, was doing was acknowledging God. It's all about him. In him, I live and breathe. He's the, the reason for my existence. Well, you woke up this morning and took a breath. That's the gift of God. It was the gift. And you need to acknowledge him. So somebody give you a gift, you at least say thank you. Praise you, praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, thank you, Lord. I say that every morning. Thank you, Lord, for allowing me to be a part of this day that you have made. And I shall rejoice and be glad in it. So we have to... You know, we just have to, that's acknowledging God. That's having faith in God. I'm declaring what he said. I'm speaking in line with his word in season and out of season. And, and I'm understanding that I'm a new creation. I've been redeemed, reconciled, restored back to, to the Father God with full sonship, kingdom rights and privileges. And now I need to start acting like that. Remember in Ephesians, he talked about grow up into the head, which is Christ. I need to start acting like the sample son, which is Jesus. And Jesus said, as he, the scripture said, as he is, so are we in this world. Jesus said in John 14, those who believe in me, the things that I do, shall they do also and greater works. He said, you can do this. I came to show you how Adam was originally supposed to operate here on the earth. And I understand his kingdom come, his will be done right here on earth as it's done in heaven. But I always tell people, how's it done in heaven? It's done big. Ain't nobody... Ain't nobody wondering how to pay the bills in heaven. Right. Ain't about, no, go ahead. about two weeks ago, my daughter came over and said, hey, you got to see this. And I wish that I would have remembered exactly what YouTube video was. I think if you get on YouTube and you put pep talk, it'll come up. But it's this kid, and he's talking, and he says, you need a pep talk. You guys all need a pep talk. And really, basically, his message is, you've got, you've got air and your heart's beating. Get out there and do something great. Right. And, you know... That's 90% of it. If you're up and you're moving around, that's 90% of the deal right there. Right. Get out and do something. God's given you the breath. He's given you everything you need. Go out and do something great. I can't do anything great. I'm not a great person. I, I don't have enough education. You know how many people say, I don't have enough education, but I don't know enough about the Bible. Go tell anybody else about Jesus. Mm -hmm. And yet God says he would give us the words to speak. This is another place where the Bible talks about doing God's will 
where we, as we were talking about, I'm going to believe God. The Bible says that when we're speaking to people, he will give us the right words. words to say. So when you think or say, I don't know enough about the Bible to ever tell anybody about Jesus, what you're really telling God is, I don't believe you when you say that you'll give me the right words. I don't believe you when you say that you'll be there and tell me what to say. The reality is, I'm going to believe God. Yeah, you say, you say to yourself, I don't know enough about the Bible. I don't know the whole Bible. I don't know everything there is to know. Well, guess what? God says, you don't have to know because I know, and I'll put the words in your mouth. And not only that, you got to understand, he'll put the words in your mouth because his Holy Spirit lives in you. The scripture right. says in Romans 8, 11, the same power or spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells inside of us and gives life. So the devil to comes to you and bodies. says, "You don't know enough. You can't. God can't really use you because." And that's you when don't I declare. That's when I activate faith in Him by saying, "Greater is He that's in me than He that's in the world." He that's in the world is referring to Satan and his his cohorts. But I just want to leave us with this. And the people don't. We're talking about have faith in God and God and His Word are one. But look what He told Timothy. Uh, well, I would like to go. First of verse 12, 2 Timothy 3, 12. Yes, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer or endure persecution. It's going to happen to you. But I want to drop down to verse 14. But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you learned them from. And that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures, which is the word of God, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given, all the word of God is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. It's profitable for correction, for reproof, for doctrine, for instruction in righteousness, that the man or woman of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. He said this word is going to make you complete and thoroughly equipped for every good work. All you got to do is learn it and start applying it. It's going to make you equipped for every good work, even speaking to a storm, a tornado. And again, I got testimonies where I sp spoke to clouds and commanded them to leave. You got to practice this thing. You got to practice loving people. You got to practice forgiving people. You got to practice speaking, doing the word. You just got to practice because you're a new creation. You're born again. You're something that you never were before. Christ has redeemed you from the curse. You're back, Richard, and you can do it. Well, see, and that's the thing is that we're not just cleaned up. No, we're, we're new. <laughs> You know, we're yeah, not we're, just our old self with a little wax job. No, we got that. We're new. Because we got his whole, His spirit, which is holy, living in us. It's called the Holy Spirit. It's living in us. And that's our power source. It's our power source. That same power that raised Christ from the dead. He says in Romans 8, 11, it lives inside of us. And it gives life to us. But we're out of time, but we're definitely not out of faith. And we want to remind you, as you go through this week, keep walking by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. 
Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.